Hello and welcome ladies and gentlemen, this is the Automated Millionaire, this is Mikael Pitsner bringing to you yet another episode. The last two episodes I took out, one to celebrate, you know, the 10th episode of this podcast slash video podcast. And then the last episode that we had just before this one here was a little bit more of the story of the Automated Millionaire, how we came about to name it this way and uh, give you maybe a tiny bit of background of my story. This is not to boast me or to promote me per se, but it is to, to give you an idea about, well, where did this come from? And also to remind you of the kind of results that you can derive when you use good systems to build your business or to change the business that you have now. And again, the idea for the perfect lifestyle, I believe to a large degree, when we become entrepreneurs, a lot of what we're looking for is not just the money. Sometimes it is a lot of it, but you know, in, in officially, maybe it's not really the money. I think the biggest reason is really this sense of freedom that a business and being a business owner can create. It's a sense of the lifestyle that we hope for. And it's a sense of us being able to make a difference. Uh, yes, sometimes we have a business where it's like, well, okay, um, you know, maybe my business does not go out and make you know, world life-changing differences. But it may be life-changing for you. It may be life-changing for your family. It may be life-changing for those you offer jobs to, your employees and their families and so on. So yes, even the most menial business uh, you know, they can provide, provide for life changing lifestyle businesses and so on. So when we become entrepreneur, for me, for sure, a lot of it had to do with that creativity of doing something that was bigger than just myself. It was something about the lifestyle that I might be able to derive from it. And it was something a lot to do with the freedom of not having a boss, not having to meet at certain times, having to be a, able to do what you felt needed to be done and also to kind of like work when you felt like it, and then, you know, do some other things when you felt like, okay, I really need to take a day off and just do something else without having to ask for permission. <laughs> so with the automated millionaire and the lessons I bring forward, I am hoping to inspire you to be able to do this and get the results for it in a much grander way than you may have been able to so far. Again, I've helped over 100 companies in person, on site, working with them in the trenches, using pretty much most of the lessons that I am conveying in these podcasts and over these platforms that I'm distributing this information on. The programs I offered is pretty much the same kind of message and knowledge that I taught those business owners on. Today, because I want to reach a larger audience, I'm taking this online and I'm providing it through my courses, my programs, and my coaching. Most of these programs, especially the larger ones, my signature programs like the Automated Millionaire Business System, include coaching. So there are weekly group coaching calls where we can discuss your particular challenges in your business, your particular struggles, or your particular questions, so that nobody's left behind and everybody can be, have a good, solid, avenue to really truly create those extra results. My charge is always to bring you so much more value that your investment with me, however big or small, actually comes back to you manifold and absolutely as fast as it can 
while also making your business much more efficiently run. Today in this episode, what I want to do is I want to go back to our series that we started off and we carried out several episodes except for the last two ones and we want to pick up those again. It was the series on the secrets of a top business turnaround agent. So again, it's some of the secrets that I've extrapolated and pulled out of what is the lesson between behind my system. So when I teach this system, there's certain steps that we go through so that it can be implemented in your business and so that your team can learn how to do it and now they will live it and make better results with you. And so that you can quickly find out what needs to be done, what should not be taken care of because it's just robbing your time and not giving you much more of a better solution to anything, but what needed to be taken care of and what prioritization and so on. This system is, is like I said, it gives you step by step by step. And when I looked at what is, what is really the underlying factors that really make a key pivot to everything? What is it the differentiating thing that really comes up and helps you bring a better result? Because you see, when I have come out to businesses that are really struggling, I had to give them results and I had to find these results with the team very, very fast, right? They didn't have the money. Uh, they didn't have the money to invest in me. They took an extra loan. The extra loan came probably at a super high a- expense. It was like a, almost like a payday loan, right? So super high APR had to give weekly or daily paybacks towards the loan and so on. And now they were p- using money to pay for me because I came in there being a, a high investment. And it was absolutely det- detrimental and absolutely necessary that we found cash fast to help pay back for the loan and make the investment in me very sound and, and secure. So we have to find good results. And so what are those key elements? And those are the ones that I call the secrets of a top business turnaround agent. So this day we want to go back to that. And we spoke about, I mentioned it briefly in one of the episodes. I said, when we look at those irritants, the, the things that are really annoying, the, like the machine broke down again. And we talked about, you know, other things that are like happening in a business. We are not converting enough. We're not getting enough leads. We are, you know, this, this person always shows up late or whatever it is in your business, right? I call them altogether undesirable outcomes. And when we talk about the undesirable outcomes, and, and as I mentioned to you that you, you find one and you talk about it. You, you speak with, okay, this is in my production area. I'm going to speak with my production people and we're going to see, you know, let's, let's look at this topic. And when you do so, I want you to go in looking at this topic without making an assumption, without straight away thinking or having a gut feeling that says, oh, this is a big one. If we solve this, it's going to make a lot of money. Or the opposite, you don't want to say, well, it's probably nothing. Now, right here at the recording, I cannot think of a real example of it, but there's been plenty of times when I thought this is something minor. And then when we started to really look into it and we started calculating it, how many people are involved? What's the hourly rate? How often does it happen? Um, what extra cost goes into it? Is there anything lost in production? Is there anything lost in sales? Is there any discounts we have to add onto it to satisfy the client and so on? 
uh, are we losing out in uh, amounts which, of widgets produced, which then leads, uh, leads into that, well, we could have sold them, which leads into lost potential sales and so on. When we add up all those costs, when we are quantifying, I mentioned this in a couple of episodes before, that we need to quantify the value or the, 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 how much this, this is costing us. It's important that we quantify it. And in this lesson here today, the secret is we don't want to make assumptions about it. Because like I said, sometimes I thought and almost discarded wanting to go into the, the exercise of looking at it and quantifying it. Because it sounded to me like that's just a minor problem. And it turned out to be huge. At the flip side, I've also had things where it's like, I think this is going to be a big one. We go through the motions, we look at it from all the angles, and we end up in saying, well, it's costing us $1,500 a month, or maybe $1,500 only a year, which, you know, yeah, well, we can fix the problem, and if it's an easy fix, we'll do it. Uh, if it takes a little bit more, then it's like, you know what, I'd rather, rather than spend my time and focus on this problem, take this, you know, bigger problem, $15,000 problem, $35,000 problem, $250,000 problem, or whatever problem it is that we quantify, and say, I'd rather begin to really take care of that. If it's an easy fix, you just need to flick a switch. By all means, do it, move on, Great, get that extra $1,500 in, but you want to go and focus on the others. The lesson, again, like I said, is don't make any assumption. You cannot really know until you go through the motions. I consider myself fairly smart, fairly quick, and I'm very, very strong in this exercise of doing this. And yet I still sometimes get it wrong when my gut just says, this is probably a big one, or this is probably a small one. And then it turns out to be, you know, it was actually the other way around. So no, uh, don't make any assumption. Uh, we all know the acronym, you know, it makes an ASS uh, <laughs> out of you and me, right? We don't want to make assumptions. Finally, here in wrapping up, and it kind of goes along with that sometimes small, sometimes big, we need to prioritize and so on, is we want to do a cost-benefit analysis, right? So cost-benefit analysis is basically like we say, well, I think we have a fix here. We have a machine. It's not functioning optimally. Either breaks down all the time or it's only running on 70% of the you know, productivity. Um, we can buy a new machine. And it comes at a high investment, but maybe that investment is sound. Well, what we need to do is we need to kind of calculate out, okay, we have the $70, sorry, the 70% operating machine. And we're saying, well, how much is that costing us that we're losing out on basically 30% of its productivity that it could have, have done? Then we can buy this new machine and it's operating 100% because it's a new machine. Maybe it's even faster, can do things milling down faster or whatever it is it's performing, but it comes in an investment. So we need to kind of like make it a, a calculation on how much is that extra investment costing. We need to translate that into what does that mean for our cash flow? Do we have that money for the cash flow? If we are financing it, how much is that costing us? Can we afford this uh, cash flow? Can it, does it fit into our cash flow? We've talked about before that we have, you know, we need to really establish cash flow. So we have a system, we have a, a method for doing that, and we have a tool that really puts it right in front of our, our eyes so we can make decisions on an educated basis and not just a gut feeling or just like, 
oh, my bank account says I have money to do it. And then we forget, oh, yeah, but we have a big insurance uh, premium to pay in three weeks. So we want to make a calculation on all the cost, and we want to make a calculation on all the benefits. And the cost-benefit analysis is basically then, well, now we can kind of weigh up and see, is the investment, does it warrant that we do the investment? Does the benefit coming out of doing that, would it warrant the the investment? And sometimes we'll find that, well, our cash flow, it it's definitely good investment, but our cash flow doesn't allow for it. So maybe we have to fix some other things so we make more money there. Then, then we can put it towards getting this new machine. But it's called the cost-benefit analysis, and we want to do that. If we have two possible solutions, again, the same thing. And now we can compare, you know, uh, this one is a better option than that one. And so, again, the cost-benefit analysis. So in this, this episode here, let's just quickly do a recap. We had that we don't want to make assumptions when we look at a problem area. We don't want to make assumptions as to how big it really truly is when it comes to cost to our business. The money that we're bleeding out because we are not fixing the problem. But we want to actually go through an exercise in quantifying and then now we know. And then from there we can make a decision about, okay, are we doing something about it? How soon and what? We make a cost-benefit analysis on any potential changes that we are making. You know, um, we don't necessarily need to do both in all cases. But for instance, the perfect example is like, you know, well, do I invest in a new machine? Well, what's the cost and the benefit out of it? And does it fit in with our cash flow? Ladies and gentlemen, I hope this has served you well. I'd love for you to consider to hit this, uh, the like button and maybe subscribe to this channel and so on. And if you want to give me any comments, I'd love to have them to ensure that I actually read them and so on. I wouldn't mind if you send me an email and you can get in touch with me via my website, the contact page that is on the automatedmillionaire.com. Again, that's the automatedmillionaire.com. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for your time. I see you in tomorrow's video.